What kind of dad do you want to become? Because you've got a kid on the way now. Congrats yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, it's really hard to say this because I know that every first time prospective parent goes, oh, I'm going to be the best dad. And actually, you know, invariably we'll all fuck up at some point. Right? It's, it's going to happen. Um, I just, I think for me, if I can have a child and if I can instill in them the waste of time in anxiety, like that, just the, the, just the sheer nonsense of it like i w- i really want them to understand that worrying does nothing you know yes all right we can be stressed about things there are times when life is hard and things there's challenges to overcome but you overcome those challenges when they present themselves there's no my therapist once said to me when you worry you rob yourself twice right because the first time round you're overwhelmingly thinking about nothing but a potential problem which may never rear its head if it doesn't rear its head then you've wasted time worrying about it if it does rear its head then you're forced into action because you can't stay in that situation so why stress about something that's never going to happen or you know something that you will solve if it does happen so i really want my child to understand just be content i think um and to know that both me and sarah and all of our families. So my my siblings, my mum, Sarah's siblings and her parents will always be there to help, you know. I think that if I can do that, then I'll have done a good job. Um, I also want to make sure I'm around enough. My job totally allows that. Like, I have time. I can work as little or as much as I want. That's, that's the beauty of my job. Obviously, I work less, I earn less. But, mm. you know, I can make those sacrifices. I don't at the moment. That's my problem. I work constantly because I like what I do and because of the constant, my, it's anxiety. I'm constantly worried about if I take my foot off the gas, what happens next? I find that fascinating, but I picked up on that before we started recording. Right. Because every time we talked about your screenplays or other things you're working on, you would then end the sentence with, but I might lose it all. Right. And I, I don't resonate like uh, that i found that interesting because it's not how i end my sentences right but it was it was like you would tell me something and then you would also then almost caveat it at the end with there is a chance i might not i might not get it or i might lose it all yeah and i i i find it peculiar because i don't think in that way right so where does that come from in you this my mum, right uh 100 again she's wonderful she has like a like an ethos it's not a saying but it's an ethos which is like a day doing nothing is a day wasted. Um, mm. She can't relax. I can't relax as a consequence. Um, if I'm sitting there just chilling, even if I'm watching a film, which for me I consider as research because I yeah. write films, right? If I'm watching something, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing there. And it's like, I don't watch them passively. I'm constantly thinking about them. Um, but even if I'm sitting there watching a film, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing it. 9, 9 p.m., right? It's, it's the evening and I'm supposed to be relaxing and I'm sitting there, sitting there going, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. That's my biggest... What's your brain saying in that moment? It's telling me off. It's, it's going, dude, you need to be... You can't just be sitting here watching. You need to be doing... You need to be working and making. Why? What, what if this all goes wrong? How are you going to earn the money? How are you going to afford to look after your, your child and pay the mortgage and, you know, all that stuff? Um, A lot of people will resonate with that. Uh, for sure. Um, and you've addressed it in therapy. Yeah. What have you learned? I learned that I do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <okay. laughs> Which a lot of people don't even yeah. know, right? That, that self-awareness of knowing that it's a problem you have mm-hmm. and and it's taken me i've been seeing uh, my therapist for christ six seven years something like that how often 
Uh, it varies. If I'm going through a moment, then more often at the moment, like once every six weeks, sure. because I'm pretty chill. Um, but it's taken her most of our time together just to crack that. And she's sort of said, you know, with me, it's my biggest um, strength and also my biggest flaw. It just depends on where it is on the dial. Like if I've got that at seven, it's great because I'm motivated and I'm enjoying my work and I'm loving it and I'm sitting there going, God, I'm really good at this, you know, and Mm. I'm typing away or doing whatever I'm doing. If it's an eight or a nine, it's torture. Paralyzed or? or Yeah, often paralyzed, often paralyzed, ironically, into doing nothing because I'm so busy stressing about getting it done. I don't get it done because I've got no brain space because it's too busy whizzing around in my head going, get it done, get it done, get it done. Mm. Um, So there's a point where it's sort of really um, ironically kind of just, it's the antithesis of what it's designed for. And I think I I I get a lot of that from my dad because I remember being young, knowing that it was easier to be busy and keep myself separate so i used to draw i'd be I like this be really arty um and that's you one thing that really cor- I really yeah sit out of harm's way and i so you would draw in the corner because you felt safe if he if you were busy and he if wasn't, I wasn't un- you know i wasn't in his in his eye line i couldn't be chastised or it was safer the thing of my dad he was very unpredictable so which is terrifying for a kid right because you don't know if you're going to get love or you're going to get punishment for the same action um so i always spend most of my time just kind of getting on with stuff and because of that I've, I've developed a real independence um a real creativity but if it's turned up too high it's crippling whereas if it's at a good number um then it's what's got me to where i am i i 100 would not be here without that because i just wouldn't work as hard as i do um but i don't need to work as hard as i do you know human beings have a couple of things they need to do they need to sleep they need to eat they have the option of procreating. <laughs> That's kind of it, right? What else is there? The rest of it is just Toilet. made up, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, re- the rest of it is just made up shit that we've given ourselves to do. Yeah. Society has told us that in order to be a complete right. person, we need to and it's, climb. Right, totally. And it's bloody stressful. It's, 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 it's debilitating sometimes. So when I have that turned up too high, I end up doing nothing. But I worry myself. And Sarah's like, where have you gone? Like, I just disappear and I don't talk. I don't like... I haven't been like this for a while because I'm pretty good at recognizing the signs and I know to take my foot off the gas a bit because of, you know, all the therapy I've had. But yeah, it, it's the bloody worst. What has helped you? Um, therapy. Yeah, it, 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 absolutely that. Being aware of it. There's a, there's a point, I always say this because I've actually, a couple of my best mates have, I don't know a guy that's my age that doesn't need it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, so a couple of my, of my best mates, I've put them in touch with therapists or sort of said something, you know, I think you should see someone. And actually, we're really open and honest with each other. We're constantly looking out. If one of us is quiet on the group chat, we'll go, dude, are you all right? You've been a bit quiet. Um, I said to him at the time, I was like, there's a really tough point with therapy where you start seeing someone. At first, you're really resistant. You're like, no, I'm fine. What are you talking about? But when they point things out to you, like, shit, I'm not fine. Mm. But you're aware of doing it, but you have no tools in place of how to stop doing it or how to at least challenge it. So you're just punishing yourself for doing it. Like I remember going through that stage for a long time going, I hate that I'm failing. I hate that I'm still stressing out about being like working constantly or not working constantly or whatever it is. I hate that I'm doing it to myself, but I can't stop. And you feel a bit like a junkie, you know, in a way that you're like, you know it's wrong. You know you shouldn't be doing it, but you can't. You can't not. Um, and actually, it takes a while to learn the techniques 
you know mine is as simple as it's 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 painful but i have to go right stop just don't do it take a take, step away from your laptop step away from your camera do whatever it is you're doing have five minutes if you feel better after five minutes go back to it if not then take the rest of the day off um and that's what i have to do i, I need to be sarah needs to keep me in check quite a lot because if i sometimes it sneaks up on me and I'm kind of like at stage four before I even realise it. And I'm like, shit, I'm in too deep. Um, mm. So she's often like, dude, come back. Um, and that's really helpful. It's hard though, because you don't want to be told by someone that you're not performing the way you should. You know what I mean? Especially someone that matters, right? And right, totally. Especially when it's your already your weakness. Mm. Um, but you need to be, like, I actually really like criticism. So it's good for me. Like, you know, if I send someone some work or something and they go, oh, okay. As long as it's constructive, you know, they go, okay, I see what you're doing here. Don't like that. That That's not great. I thrive on that because I'm, I'm back in there and I'm, you know. So I think having other third parties be like, you're not doing right right now. Um, and that's something that I really want to be totally aware of when it comes to my child because I don't want to be an absent father. I don't want to be a dad that's always going, no, 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 no. I'm just on my lap, so I'll come back to me in five minutes. I, I want to be able to, obviously I have to work. You know, we all have a living, but I want to be able to have my kid with me and be present, you know, and not them think that they're sort of auxiliary or like mm. an afterthought or just an addition. I want them to know that they are the center of my universe. You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. 